Well, good morning. Good morning. And uh, we are thinking about what is the purpose of the church. And there's some great ideas there. I'm sure just as you're watching, um, if one of those wasn't your ideas already, you probably have some great ideas as to... um, as to what the purpose of the church is. And then the second question you saw on the screen there was, and and how can we be the church when we can't gather? So it's very strange this morning. Um, You're probably at home. Some of you are probably wearing your pajamas and eating your cornflakes in front of a television watching the church. I'm standing uh, at the front of a church that's almost empty. We've got a wonderful team of four people at the back who you won't see because they're behind the cameras and operating everything. Um, And uh, and then Roxanne's here as well with me. So, So there's two of us at the front, four people at the back, and the church feels very empty. So, um... This is, this is an act of faith in preaching now because I'm hoping that there's some people out there watching. Um, if you are watching, it really is great if you can give a thumbs up uh, so that we know um, that you are um, and uh, perhaps say who you're watching with and that also lets each other know um, that we're here together. Because if we look back at Acts chapter 2, verse 42, the purpose of the church, they devoted themselves, this was the apostles, um, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Those four things, apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. So what do each of those four things mean? Well, uh, fellowship we would normally do by being together. We'd enjoy either perhaps being in St. G's Kids and hanging out with our friends, um, watching videos, uh, doing quizzes, playing games, learning about Jesus, and indeed learning about the Old Testament as the kids have been doing for a while. We might be doing that, or we might be in church with each other, having a conversation. We enjoy coffee and uh, treats. Uh, I can't remember the last time I had a treat at church. It was probably back at the beginning of March, which is a long time ago. So those things that we did, which were about being together in fellowship. Uh, Right now, we can't do. And we're in this season too, where we've been told we can't even meet in church in small numbers. Uh, You can be in church only if you have a job to do and you're working on a Sunday, but otherwise, um, the church has to be empty. So this is a, a very strange time. As we think about how can we do what the apostles and the early disciples did, those first Christians, how can we devote ourselves to fellowship when we are being told we cannot have fellowship with people. Uh, We can't even see people if they're outside of our house. Well, we can do it. Uh, A few great ideas from the children in the video a few minutes ago, um, and no doubt you have your own. Uh, But one of the ways is, as I've mentioned, interacting with each other in the comments if you're on Facebook or YouTube is a great way to kind of feel and know that you're watching church among other people. Um, Other things you can do this week, uh, a challenge for you, get in touch with someone each day. Um, be quite easy to do today, and I'm sure that lots of people from church will be contacting each other because I've just said it, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, as the week goes on, could you think about one person to be in touch with? Um, and the purpose of getting in touch is, is more than just because I'm telling you to or asking you to. Uh, it's about finding ways to connect and see how people are. Because what the church is for among other things, is to be a place where we can care for each other, 
Jesus said, you'll know they're my disciples by the love they have for each other. That's in John's gospel. And, um, and as, as we uh, care for each other, that's a way of showing um, that love we have for each other in the fellowship. So it's hard, isn't it, to do fellowship when we can't physically meet, but it's not impossible. Second thing they did was they broke bread. Um, and as they broke bread, um, they would share communion with each other. They'd have meals together. We can't do that right now, but what can we do? What Jesus says when talking about communion, uh, every time you do this, remember me. So every time you drink bread and wine, some of you will have a glass of wine tonight, remember Jesus as you do. Some of you will have bread with your lunch, remember Jesus. The, the bread and the wine, although we set them apart for a special purpose in a service of communion to, to remember the Last Supper, they're everyday things. And we can remember Jesus, we can break bread, as it were, in the everyday moments. Maybe um, what you can do when you have a meal, some of you are going to have lunch today, take 60 seconds before lunch to say a prayer to give, give thanks to God for the food, to ask God's blessing on you, um, and, and maybe to pray for one or two people who you know who are not well at this time or have some other concerns. So we can still do fellowship. It's just not going to look the same. We can still uh, break bread. We just can't gather and do it together. Thirdly, encouragement. We can encourage each other. You know, there's a lot of people right now who are feeling very um, downhearted. There's a, there's a lot of people um, who are feeling lonely or isolated. Uh, the, you know, the, the world is, is divided, some say, into introverts and extroverts. And, and I, I hear all the time from introverts who say, I'm having a lovely time. I've, I've learned some new crochet pattern. I've started knitting. I've done stuff in the garden. I've, I've got into the tool shed and done things uh, with, with woodwork. I, I'm learning new skills. I've done an online course. I'm uh, whatever it is. They're very excited about reading a new book or something or other. And there are the extroverts who really are quite missing being around people um, and finding this hard as well. There are people who are living at home uh, alone and, um, and then being told you can't see anyone in your household is, is quite hard to hear, uh, although we can have perhaps small bubbles, but I'm not going to get into the detail of that because uh, you, can, you can find that detail from Dr. Bonnie Henry. Um, but, uh, but it is a hard time, and it's good to acknowledge that this is a hard time. I have a sense that I think it's good for us to miss church. If you're missing church this morning, then give yourself a pat on the back. Um, I think we should miss church because uh, it isn't the same. It's nice, isn't it, for a while when you can watch something on the television and there's a kind of a novelty factor um, when, when you can see uh, your church um, building on your television or on your computer. That, that's kind of cool. But actually, it isn't the same as being here. For me, as I, as I played those songs at the start of the service, I know that God is with me by the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and I know that as I, as I lead worship, that others are joining in around uh, the city, the province, and the world. But I don't get to see uh, you worshiping. And it, it's very different. Um, as it's different being at home and worshiping, watching television, um, it is different standing in front of an empty church singing a song. And so we have to be, I think, more intentional 
uh, about the way we encourage each other, about the way we pray for the Holy Spirit to be with us, and about, um, as, as I prayed at the start of the service, that, that reminder the Spirit of God is with us. And as the song Waymaker says, even though we can't see it, God is at work. We've connected this year with people um, who we wouldn't have perhaps before connected with because they've been able to get in touch with St. George's online. There are people that will watch our services and, and we don't know who they are. And that's one of the wonderful things that's come out of this season and we will never go back to not having an online church service, I don't think, and I certainly hope that we, we don't go back to that because I think it's really uh, an easy way uh, to share church um, with with your friends, with your family. You might be able to um, send them the link to the service and say, I think you'd really enjoy church today. Um, have, have a look at it. And that's not something that was as easy when, when it was in person because someone has to physically come to the church, walk through the doors and be in the environment. So it does create that kind of opportunity. But it really does bring into question, what is the purpose of the church? when we can't meet for fellowship and we have to connect in other ways, when we can't break bread together, when we can't see each other for physical encouragements. Today is uh, Christ the King Sunday or the Reign of Christ Sunday. And we remember uh, today specifically as the last Sunday in the church's year that Jesus is the King. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords as the Hallelujah Chorus uh, puts it. Jesus is the king, and the king is on the throne. And so we can have a confidence today, even though we can't be together, even though we've been told by the government that we're not allowed to do church effectively, we can still be the church. We can be the church by finding ways to engage in fellowship with one another, by remembering the bread broken and wine outpoured, by being encouragers, that text message of encouragement that you might send might just make somebody's day. That letter that you might write, if you were thinking maybe this was, you know, 2020 was 20, 2019 Christmas, you were thinking, I'm probably not going to bother sending Christmas cards next year because um, I, I just don't think people appreciate them anymore. I'm sure that there will be more people who will appreciate your Christmas card this year uh, than any year before. So let's find ways to stay connected. And one of the ways that um, I think we can really have an impact in our community and reaching out this year is, um, is through a project that we're, we're gonna be doing, collecting supplies for different organizations. Uh, we had a number of ideas suggested to us and the trustees have kind of narrowed it down to three things. Um, and the plan is we'll be collecting um, these things at the same time and then different people will distribute them um, according to the needs. Um, if you have a look with me in Acts chapter 2 and uh, verse 45, it says, They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. The fellowship of those early believers was such that, that if they knew there were people who had need, either in the church community or in the wider community, they, they, would, they would be generous in their giving. And at this time of year, we are reminded that there are many people who are less fortunate than us. Uh, so, three things we're doing. Uh, we're collecting for Women Care Pregnancy Center. Um, they um, are having a virtual baby shower, and so we'll be collecting uh, diapers, wipes, and gift cards. 
uh, which will help uh, with people buying food. Um, the second thing is uh, the hot socks appeal. We've done this for a number of years for the mission to seafarers, and uh, we, as, as sailors come in to the port of Vancouver um, from other parts of the world that are a bit warmer, they, they do find themselves in a Canadian winter trapped on the ship because they can't come to shore for all sorts of reasons. And with COVID, uh, there's even more reasons why they, they can't even come to shore. Um, and so um, hot socks is, is uh, woolen socks, toques, um, which are woolly hats, uh, if you're watching from England, um, scarves and gloves. Um, so they'll be taken to Mission to Seafarers and, and given out there. And the third thing is the Ballantine Project. So the Ballantine Project came out of the Bird's Nest, uh, which we've supported for a, um, a few years here at St. George's. The Bird's Nest came to an end. The Ballantine Project came out of it, um, and they are collecting uh, resources and supplies, kind of crafts, activities, games, uh, for children, youth, and adults in uh, remote communities in the north of Canada in reserves. Uh, so three different things there. Uh, there'll be um, stuff on the website this week, and there'll be emails coming out about it. So uh, look out for the detail. There'll be an opportunity to drop things off at church in a drive-through uh, drop-off day. Um, and also there'll be an opportunity for somebody to come to your house, and you can leave the stuff outside the front door um, at a certain time, and they'll be able to collect it or, or some arrangement like that if you're in a condo. So something we can do uh, practically. So if you're feeling at the moment you know, um, that sense of really wanting to do something this season, to bless somebody. Uh, those are particular things you can do. Um, I remember at the start of, um, of my time here, we talked about having, um, having a vision for 2020. And a number of organizations had a vision for 2020. And, um, and that vision has turned into a blurry reality. And for us at St. George's, our vision was that we would be a church um, that lived and shared the good news of Jesus Christ and that saw on Sundays our worship would fill the building. So there's a great irony that by the end of 2020, when we had this vision to, to have a, a, a building that was full of people and life, that we're not allowed to be in the building. And who knows if we'll even get back in before the new year. I'm skeptical, and some of you probably are too. But that doesn't mean that the church stops working. So get connected with each other. Get connected through fellowship. Get connected through encouragement, words of encouragement, through offering to pray for people, seeing how you can pray for them. And perhaps consider uh, if there's a way that you could contribute to the three um, projects that we're collecting for this Christmas. There will be a day when we can meet again in person. There will be a day when we can sing Waymaker and instead of being at home touching the ceiling, you can raise your hands to the ceiling here in church. But for now, um, I, I took the liberty of, uh, of, of, of changing uh, the words of Dr. Bonnie Henry. She says, uh, be, be calm, be kind, and be safe. Is that right? Be calm, be kind, be safe? Something like that. Um, and and you, you may have noticed if you've looked at the St. George's website, I changed the strap line this week um, to say be still, be faithful, and be prayerful. So as we approach Advent, that's my encouragement to you. Be still for a moment. Be prayerful. 
keep on with prayer and be faithful. Stay in the faith. It's extremely hard to be faithful in this time when the activities we would do have come to an end. But there are ways. Be faithful. Amen.